nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome once again to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. The stories are real, or at least how we remember them. That's true, and we're here to tell stories that only two longtime best friends can. Now, we're not saying any of these stories are the truth. It's simply how our brains kept them all these years. That's true. And this week, we are be talking about pets. We're getting all nostalgic about pets that we had growing up and pretty much up until now. And yeah. what sparked this is that, unfortunately, my nine-year companion, Bones, who is my cat that I've had for the last nine years. He's traveled with me from Atlanta to Florida and all the houses I've lived in since. Uh, He passed away this a few days ago, and I took it pretty hard for a little bit there, and I'm just trying to remember the happy times now. Uh, He was a black domestic cat, domestic short hair, and he was like a dog. He would come when you called him. He uh, drooled like crazy when he was happy and much to people's chagrin. Uh, he uh, loved to cut up people's shirts like some cats do, but all in affection. That's the one The one thing I remember about him is the drooling. Oh, yeah. We, Ann and I met him when you were in Atlanta and we came down and we did oh, CNN right. and the Coca-Cola Museum and the aquarium. Uh, and I remember you saying, oh, he drools. And I was like, what are you talking about? I've had cats my entire life. I've never heard of a drooling <laughs> cat. You're like, hey, he drools. So sure enough, he came. And at first, I didn't quite get it. But then he got like nuzzling up against something. And it was just waterfall. Oh, yeah. And then the he- cat skate of spit <laughs> down this cat. I was like, oh, man, bone. And once it started getting down the side of his mouth, I mean, he did the head shake. <laughs> and it would just it would splatter everywhere. It was just wonderful. <laughs> and he was so affectionate to every human he saw, but also every cat. So like, and they hated it because he would like try to rub against them and, and cuddle them and they'd like swipe at him and hiss they just at him. Want space. Yeah. So he was just a very loving cat, but very messy and shedded a whole ton. Um, but he was just wonderful, dopey little guy and I loved him to death and I'm really sad he's gone. Um, I still have two cats now. I have my girlfriend's cat, Coffin and Scotty. So it was Scotty and Bones, the little pair, Aww. little red cat. But now I just have Scotty and Coffin and they're adorable little duo. Um, but yeah, so that's why we're talking about pets today and in honor of Bones and all the cats we've lost before and animals that we've lost before. Uh, this one's for you, Bones. Yeah, this one's for you, Bones. So uh, let's get started. So what what are some of your earliest memories of, of pets growing up, so Steve? We always had cats. Yeah. Uh, Guinevere, our Siamese cat had been in the family for three years by the time I came along. So there was, a, she was always there. Oh, gotcha. Uh, and then when I was four or five, we adopted another cat, a black cat off of the streets of New York, uh, which was found by someone at my kinder care. And they put up like a flyer, like free kittens. And we got a free kitten. <laughs> uh, and I got to name it because Christian got to name the other cat. And I remember uh, my dad's like, what do you want to name it? And I was like, my favorite thing in the world, a Rito chip. <laughs> and my brother was like, Rito, you mean Dorito? And I went, yeah. <laughs> so the black cat became named Dorito. Uh, <laughs> I never realized Dorito was a black cat. That's I've heard yeah, the story. It was a pure black cat. No markings, <laughs> pure black cat. Um, and she did not care for people that much hmm. as I remember it. <laughs> as most cats don't. And then I wouldn't be able to honor her without mentioning how she passed then. Of course. Uh, so my dad got a brand new electric garage door opener. And him and his buddy Dave installed it on a weekend. 
And it came with this like trigger kind of thing where you had to address the pressure. And then if it hit something and there was enough resistance, the door would come back up. Mm-hmm. And my dad was messing with it and had been at it for a few hours. And finally, he's like, look, it's close enough. It might kill one of my pets, but it's not going to kill my kid. <laughs> sure enough, a couple of weeks later, it got it got to Rita. Oh. I found her. Oh, no. So it was extra traumatizing. Uh, and then Dave told this story at like a dinner. Oh, so dad was in the doghouse for like a week. Oh, God. He let my cat die. And how old were you? Probably. This would have been seven to nine range. Oh, God. How hard did you take it? I mean, eh, it was okay. We buried her out by the garden. I went and picked like flowers off a bush or something. Mm. It was okay. She was not a super affectionate cat. So you weren't really uh, close with her. I mean, yeah, she was my cat, but she didn't belong to anybody. Um, <laughs> belonged to herself. <laughs> Guinevere, though, was the much more like when she passed, I was broken because she was just a big part. You know, she was always there. Yeah. And she was affectionate. And Yeah. Is that when you're older? Uh, no, that was also though. They were concurrent around the Guinevere same time. Guinevere outlived Dorito by many years. I think Gwen died at 18 or 19, something like that when we were living in Florida. Oh, okay. So you were already a, a teenager by that point, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, actually, I bury bones in the backyard of my parents' house where we have all, all of the uh, animals are buried back there in this little pet cemetery. It's kind of creepy in a way, but it's <laughs> really, really pretty area. My mom's made all these flowers and rock beds and everything, and it's just so pretty. And uh, so oh, it's a perfect lovely. little place for him to be. Yeah. And he used to live back there for about six months. He was an outdoor cat, and he lived outside my parents' house while I was wow. you know, living in a different place. And so he, he knew the area, and he's familiar with it, and he's he's happily resting there now in the, the pet cemetery. <laughs> so what was your earliest pet? Um, well, my earliest, earliest kind of pet was when I was living with my parents, before I, my biological parents were, before they got divorced, we got a Pomeranian, um, and it was a hellion apparently. So my father was never a fan of pets, uh, in general. So at one point or another, uh, my, my mom went over the real story, but he said, oh, it went off to the farm. Um, but (laughs) I think what I heard eventually when I was older is that he just got rid of it because he couldn't stand it. Um. But so I don't have much memories of that. But my earliest pet that was mine was named Punky uh, because I begged my mom for a Chihuahua because this was during the Taco Bell Chihuahua craze. I remember this. So yes, this is go bef- on. Yeah, it's before there was Paris Hilton and the the pet dog that you keep in your purse type of thing. Like Chihuahuas were cool. Like it was the uh, Yo Quiero Taco Bell, that little dog. And so right. I wanted one like crazy. It's like, well, a little tiny Chihuahua would be awesome. Um, and so she couldn't. She wasn't going to get me a Chihuahua because also they're extremely expensive, especially at the time, much in demand. Um, sure. So she's going to get me a different small dog. She was going to get me a miniature Doberman that she found was up for adoption somewhere or possibly for sale, unfortunately. Um, and so she goes this we go to this crazy lady's house in the middle of nowhere on this farm. I remember this the theme of our show, as I remember it, I could be very wrong about the story, <laughs> but this lady had a big a farm full of dogs, probably a puppy mill, which is terrible now that I know that as an adult. But. We get this little Mitchell Doberman. He's adorable. He's very rambunctious, very energetic. Um, and then we find out as he starts growing, he gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're like, this is not a miniature Doberman. <laughs> so we start realizing it just, it's eventually stops growing, but it's not the size of a full Doberman, which are huge. But it's also not a miniature Doberman. So we right. found out that it was a mix between a regular Doberman and a miniature and okay. came out right in the middle. Uh, so it was big enough to cause a huge pain. 
It would eat everyone's shoes that came over to the house. It was terrible. I was a terrible pet owner too. Like I was not taking care of this pet that's supposed to be mine. My parents were very nice to get it for me. My mom, my yeah, stepdad. Yeah, Punky was the wrong dog for you. Yeah, or just dogs in general weren't right for me at that time. I should yeah, have gotten I mean, a cat. Because the thing is, super high energy needs a big backyard. Needs lots of room to run. Needs someone who's active that's gonna like take it out. And we're like high schoolers. We're we're you know in school yeah. for a chunk of the day, and then we came home. We had like hangout time and homework. And we want to play video games, not take out the dog. Right, right. If you had like a chill, lazy dog, like yeah, a like a pug or something, or, or, pug or something, it just gets winded going about back. I think <laughs> that's I think the perfect dog. Even to this day, I think that's the perfect idea for a dog. <laughs> I remember Punky. You got it for maybe a birthday or I think around so. a birthday. Yeah. And so then we were coming over and being like, ah, oh, that's your dog, huh? And he just yipped and bit. And- oh, out of control. And so. Yeah. Luckily, my stepbrother at the time was dating um, um, this girl who was also in, into pets, and she became a vet tech later on. I'm not sure if she's a vet tech at that point, but she's she also helped me out with Bones, actually, who just passed away. She was here for that. Um, she she took him for from for us because we were like, we can't do anything with this dog. She's like, we'll train him, we'll make him better. And I think she eventually got him up for adoption, and someone else took him. But oh, she cool. trained she trained him first. But thankfully, she took him off our hands because we could not handle Punky. And his, his name after Punky Brewster, which I'd never seen that show, but I like the way it sounded. So Punky, Punky Brewster, <laughs> the guy who has a real goofy accent. I didn't Punk know that. Hair. So yeah, yeah, that was my first pet that belonged to me. Uh, yeah, I think for me, uh, my first ones were the turtles that were like mine. Oh, you had turtles, nice. Yeah, not in any time you knew me, but we had a box tortoise, which we found in like my grandparents' garden. And then we had like a red-eared slider, like a water turtle mm. that we found. I don't even remember. Both of these in were, Florida, you can find lots found. of turtles. Oh, yeah. But this is pre-Florida. Right. Um, so both of these were found animals. Uh, one of them, Fred, the box tortoise, uh, we eventually just released him back in the wild because he came from the wild. And it's not like we relocated him. So we're like, you're still in central Pennsylvania, bud. Go have fun. <laughs> we just released him. Go survive out there. Uh, and then Bob, the red-eared slider, we put up a flyer at my elementary school and a class adopted him. Oh, that's cool. So I still got to see Bob like through a glass window for like another year and a half while we were still living there. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend really wants to get some kind of animal for her classroom right now, too. So it's, it's a good thing for classes to have <sighs> like an aquarium so animal. Smelly. So smelly. Yeah, it depends that's what you get. That's the thing I remember about the turtles is that – even after you clean their 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 water within a day, it smelled like turtle tank, quote unquote. Like, <laughs> it has a distinct smell. Well, actually, my girlfriend's parents have a turtle, and we've seen it a few times, and it's it's a tiny one. Maybe that's why it doesn't smell much. There's not much of a smell there, but oh, um, but bigger turtles for sure. I could see that happening. But also, I'm allergic to almost all animals. I've actually been tested in the allergy test. They poke you a billion times, and my highest allergies are to cats and to dogs. And then the doctor comes in. <laughs> hey, <laughs> poked him. I barely know him. Sex joke. <laughs> <laughs> but I found that if I, with cats especially, after I get to know a certain cat for a long period of time, it lives with me, I lose my allergy to it. Um, but then if a new cat is introduced, I have to gain a lack of allergy to that cat all over again. It's very strange, but dogs, I can never seem to get over that allergy for some reason. Mm. I don't know, but you never had a dog of any kind. Well, we did. Did you? Uh, Yeah. We had cats for years. And then sometime in the 10th or 11th grade, maybe mom was like, we're going to get a dog. I went, okay. (laughs) 
She's like, we're going to get uh, this show dog. And I was like, what? Oh. And so she found like a purebred Norwich or Norfolk Terrier. I vaguely remember this. Had basically grown too big for the breed. So even though it was like sired by champion dogs, it was no longer good for competition. Huh. It was basically the idea. So we bought this dog for the number I remember is $3,000. Oh, I don't goodness. know if that's true. That's the number that, that <laughs> adolescent Steve has in his head. Right. We get this dog and he's like really not that well trained, which I was really kind of surprised. Like this is the champion dog. Huh? That's why he's he was an outcast. <laughs> so we didn't get to do like the fun, like the puppy stuff. We didn't yeah. Get to do that. Um, and my mom took him to the groomer and the groomer told her that, um, that he was getting pudgy. Mm-hmm. And mom's like, well, what do I do? I don't have time. She said, here's what you do. You buy a rat. <laughs> what? And you buy one of those balls and you keep it as a pet. And then you put it in the ball and you put them both in a garage and the dog will just chase the rat around. That sounds terrible. <laughs> so we get a rat. <laughs> that poor rat. I'm so excited. I'm like, I get a rat. That's kind of cool. <laughs> I guess so it was my rat. Suddenly, suddenly I had a rat. Uh-huh. Uh, and I remember telling my mom, I said, mom, we should really let Rizzo go in the ball for a while before we introduce the dog to the scenario or else he's not going to know what to do. That's true. That sounds right. And my mom was like, no, he's a rat. He'll know what to do. <laughs> this happens naturally. So we put him in the ball. We immediately use the dog. The dog just runs around the ball barking. The, the rat just stands. Frozen. <laughs> Terrified. <laughs> it shits itself in peace and then moves just enough to cover itself in the shit in the peace. <laughs> God, that's terrible. And this is the way it goes time and time again. Oh my God. So this rat just sits in terror as the dog runs around it and barks as it does not move. It shits itself. <laughs> this goes on for a couple months where we have this rat and eventually we stop even putting it out in the ball because I'm like, Mom, it doesn't. There's nothing <laughs> happening. I'm sorry. Nothing's happening. Oh my God. So then I'm about to go to camp uh-huh. one summer and my parents just say, Hey, uh, how about we release Rizzo? I was like, Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> So at a a small field behind a Wendy's parking lot somewhere in Florida, we release Rizzo the rat. We dump out a whole box of food next to it. Bye. We drive away. Bye. Presumably to be killed two minutes later. Of course. number of things. And I went and I had a real good week at camp. (laughs) Probably made out with a girl. Rizzo, yeah. So that was that was uh, Rizzo the rat. By well, short, but what back. happened to the dog? Oh, the dog. He got hit by a car because my mom. Okay, so <laughs> this my is mom, so, all your do- your pets and oh, horrible you heard anything yet. Um, so oh. my my mom gets these dogs that are not heel dogs. They are terriers. They chase. Okay, they go after small things. That's what they do. They're terriers. It's in their blood. Right. She didn't get a retriever or Labrador. She got it. So she's convinced herself that she's going to teach Petey how to walk without the leash. Petey. I remember that name. Petey. Okay. She's going to teach him without a leash. And sure enough, they're out. Didn't have a leash on. Saw a squirrel. Ran. Truck him. That was it. Oh, my gosh. That was it. Oh, poor truck driver. Oh, yeah. Oof. Do you have any, ever have any pets die in some <laughs> terrible way? Oh, uh, I could only. Well, huh. There's the interesting story of Chenna, which... Uh, oh, Chenna. So, Chenna was a macaw that... So, my parents got divorced when I was eight, uh, which was a good thing for both of them. And then my mom remarried and married my stepdad, Scott. And he's been in my life now since then for like 20 plus, 25 years, whatever. Um, 
And so when they got married, though, he already had a macaw. And if you know anything about parrots and macaws, especially, they live a very long time, up to like 80 yeah. years. Um, it's crazy. They outlive owners all the time. And he's an attorney. And so he uh, he had gotten he won a case for a client named Chenna. And he used some of the money from that case to buy this expensive macaw and named it after the client, Chenna, uh, which is really cool. And it was his companion when he was living alone, I think, in, in Tallahassee um, or Colorado, where the place he's in. So he moves to moves in with us. But before he moves in, he moves his pet in with us because he's still moving his stuff. And so we get this parrot without him for a while, this giant bird. And it's very loud. It screams to high heaven all the time it attacks the bars when people approach oh yeah and it had certain phrases that had been taught that were very odd i don't know if him or his son my stepbrother peter had taught at this and he would say i'm a dog I'm over, a dog. I'm a dog. I'm over a dog. and over again. i can still hear it in my head because <laughs> you don't understand this about parrots dog. is that you don't I'm get to dog. have fun with them saying these things when you want them to say them they'll just get that phrase in their head and say it over and over again for an hour straight for no reason um, so that was, yeah. And he would scream so loud. The neighbors would call the police on us because they were so pissed off by this, this bird screaming at the top of its lungs in the middle of the night. Um, anyways, so, but also Chenna became depressed after a while, which means parrots start picking out their own uh, feathers. So his whole chest was just bare, like poultry, like a half plucked chicken. <laughs> exactly. And so eventually they read that you're supposed to get it a friend and then it will stop being depressed. So they got it a cockatiel. So we put the cockatiel into the cage and the next day we open the cage and the cockatiel's head is gone. <laughs> Chenna bit its head off. Um, <laughs> it was like that episode of Friends. <laughs> There's an episode of Friends like that? Yeah, the new guy moves in and they kill him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've seen that episode. It's great. <laughs> gonna kill your friend and everything's gonna be all right. Uh <laughs> So then we uh, – they happened to find – I don't know how they found this, but there's a, a bird sanctuary somewhere and another macaw that had the same depression problem, same uh, kind of macaw, had you know, also plucked itself you know, bare. And so they bought that one to put with Chenna and that actually kind of worked. They were good friends for a little bit. But then suddenly – I forget which one died first out of nowhere. Just woke up next morning. That one was dead. And then like – Two days later, the other one died of like a presumably a broken heart. Uh, so the whole story is very tragic. <laughs> but Chenna was good on some days, though. And I remember one particular story of I could remember this whole wrong. You'll get the details right if you were there. Maybe uh, it was with you or the other group of guys. We were watching the movie Alien at my house. And the aliens make that weird noise when they're kind of approaching mm -hmm. like a clicking and a <laughs> like a weird sound. Yeah. And it was got real quiet in the house, and all of a sudden, Chenna starts mimicking that noise, <laughs> and we were all <laughs> terrified. We're like, "Oh my god!" So it sounded like it was Chenna. right in the house. Um, and also, whenever you picked up the phone, because the phone would ring, as soon as the phone would stop ringing, Chenna would go, "Hello!" Like that. <laughs> it was very oh, weird. I remember that. Hello? 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 So yeah, macaws are Hello? weird. I'm a dog. It's just I'm an dog. odd thing to have. <laughs> So I told you earlier, you ain't heard nothing yet as mm -hmm. far as crazy deaths of animals. So after Pete, my parents got another dog and they named it Tilly. I remember that Pete name Tilly too. Tilly was apparently a movie. Tilly was a sweet dog. We had her for part of Florida, the end of Florida. Mm. We had Tilly. Uh, sweet, small, like terrier mix kind of dog. And uh, she came with my parents up to Seattle when we moved up. And uh, my parents were throwing a party of some sort. I think it was a Christmas party. And my mother had asked our friend, a family friend, Chet, 
Yes. Uh, to take the dog out for the day. Just to get it out of the house so it wasn't trying to eat food and under people's feet. Right. Chet was happy there, took the dog to a park. Uh, I'm going to guess smoked a little weed and just went for a nice walk. Well, this park is by a set of train tracks that mm. have active trains on them. And they were up by the train tracks until he apparently made a break for it. And train came and Chet cleared the tracks until he was left under the train. What? And Chet tried to get her to stay. And at one point she made a go for it. And uh, she was decapitated How? by a train. How was he that close to a train coming? Like what? Yeah, there's some dumb things that happened here. <laughs> so he wraps her up in his sweatshirt, puts his trunk in the car and then goes home and realizes that the party is still going for another two hours. So he has to sit with a dead dog in the trunk of his car for two hours while he has to sit and think about how he's going to tell my very big dad that he killed his dog. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Decapitated his dog. Uh, and that is why we don't go on walks with Chet. Oh, my God. You have the most terrible death stories of your age. Yeah, we haven't been lucky specifically with dogs. Though my parents did just have both two dogs, Wesley and Calvin, who both lived to like good ages and both died sort of of old age and old age related things. They oh. both just passed just recently. I got to meet them. Yeah. So those, yeah. I did get to meet them at your dad's retirement party. So that was yeah. good. They were old, um, old boys. Yeah. The, 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 this is the first time where it hasn't suffered something insane. So it was good. <laughs> well, another strange story I have is um, my older stepbrother who has sadly since passed away. Um, he was a kind of a hippie guy loved animals, but he somehow had found a monitor lizard um, when he was living with us. He was like in his twenties and he brought home this monitor lizard, which are huge. You're not supposed to have them as pets. They're, they're exotic animals. Um, have special enclosures and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Like probably a permit or something. I don't know how he got this thing. So it was in our back porch. Cause he, we know what to do with it in like a, a almost like a dog carrier, not something you're supposed right. to have a giant like a model. Yeah. And it escaped because the next morning we came out, it was gone. And the way I remember this happening and what my mom was saying, I, if this is wrong, I could be totally making this up. But I, I remember there being missing cat things going up around the neighborhood because uh. suddenly cats were being eaten by a giant monitor lizard because <laughs> it could <laughs> eat a full size dog even if oh, it wanted sure. to. Um, so, yeah, that was a little strange of a, a pet situation there. And on that same note of that monitor lizard, he was supposed to be fed mice. Um, and so after it escaped, he had these mice left over. And so I took one of them as a pet. I called it Pinky, I think, like Pinky in the brain because mm -hmm. it was a white mouse, you know, the pink Naturally. eyes. Um, and so we go on a weekend trip and he's supposed to take care of Pinky. But I come back and Pinky's not looking right. And he's kind of just like shaking in his uh, in his little enclosure. And so. I talked to my stepbrother and I was like, what's happening with Pinky? He's like, oh, I, I don't know. I think he had forgotten to feed him. And oh, so yeah. he sees him seizing up, though, and he's like, well, he's he's in death throes right now. We have to put him out of his misery. I'm like, what are you talking about? He takes him out of the cage, brings him outside, gets a spoon and starts to flick his head, trying to kill it. <laughs> oh, man. So I had to watch him slowly crush the skull of Pinky while he was putting him out of his misery, probably well, hurting him even best. more. For the best. These, um, this is a depressing episode. <laughs> All right. So now let's have something funny. Okay, good. Okay. So my current cats, we have two cats, the boy and girl. We're told they're brother and sister. We don't know that for sure, but they were in the same group. Mm -hmm. So the girl is, is smart 
and like she's pretty calico and the boy is big and oafy and stupid. And that's really the breakdown. Mm -hmm. Um, So back when we first got them, we were living in Brooklyn. We had two high windows that sat to the upper left and right of the head of our bed Mm -hmm. because we were in the basement. So they were like the, the eye level windows. Right. In the apartment. And one of them had our router in it because it was the one place we get reception and Truby, the boy cat would jump up in that window and knock over the router, <laughs> knock it down. Uh, just constantly, just constantly. What a jerk. Um, and this would happen in the middle of the night. And what I was, I'd be laying on my left side and I've told the story on the, I think on play on nerds. Maybe I would open my eyes because something was tickling my nose just in time to see just a, in a cat asshole. <laughs> <laughs> right in front of my eyes as it's rearing back to launch into the window oh, that he's God. not supposed to be going into <laughs> until he can knock the router down again. Yes. So at one point I caught him like halfway and I threw him against the wall because oh, my arm just shot out at three in the morning. Hopefully um, not too hard. He, he still did. I was, what do you, I, all of a sudden I was awake and something was in my face. So I went, ah. okay. So it wasn't um, a, a, on purposely throwing against no, the no, wall. No, it wasn't like, I'm going to get this fucker. It was, Oh God. <laughs> Uh, and so finally I read this thing about like cats hating tape feeling of tape. Mm. So I get double-sided scotch tape and I go and I put the router in the window and I tape it up. I put like a screen up of tape. Sure enough. We leave the room 15 minutes later. We hear this cacophony of noise. <laughs> just, just a cavalcade of terrible sound. <laughs> and I walk in to boy cat on the ground just covered in tape <laughs> debilitated by the amount of tape he had on him. Like could not move the routers on the ground. Anyway, I just look at him and I go, I'm going to leave you there for 10 minutes. That's your punishment for this. He deserves it. And he had to sit and like kind of half move and try it. Ah. Cause you know, cats, when you put weight on their back, they like hate it. Oh, it freaks them out. So yeah. He was like, Oh God, what's in a straight jacket. Um, uh, Oh, and uh, that was the time that like, he, he kind of stopped going in that window. Oh, good. It kind of worked. Kind of, yeah. But didn't one of your cats break your television once as well? That was also Lardass. Yes. Um, <laughs> we had a really nice TV that I got for 50% off through a series of random events that were frustrating, but they led to me getting a very nice TV at 50% off. Uh, and we got to enjoy it for a month. And one morning I had it on before work and I went to grab a shower after Anna was done. She left for work. And in the 10 to 15 minutes I was in the shower, I came out and it was just face down. Oh, I went, oh you son of a completely bitch. broken. Oh yeah. Doesn't take much with TVs these days. Yeah. And I'm fortunate that my cats and uh, over the years have never broken anything of mine that I can remember when they break stuff. Ours it's because they're trying to get up in and out of windows. Every time they break something, it's because they're trying to get somewhere else. I mean, they've shattered glassware of mine occasionally because it's been on a counter and they knocked it over by accident. You know, like that's about it. I'm pretty fortunate in that regard. So I got a, I got a closing question for you. Oh, please. All right. What pet would you want if you didn't have to take any real responsibility for it? I had to take no responsibility for it. No real responsibility. You don't have to clean up. You get to show up for the parts you want. That's a and good have question. It for cool Facebook photos, and then you just hand it to someone else, and they live in a little shack and take care of it. Uh, probably a full size wolf. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I think okay, they're beautiful, like majestic, that. and that would make for great Instagram photos. You could definitely get chicks with a wolf. <laughs> yeah. Or if not, a, the big one is always a horse. I think it takes a lot of work, but I'd love to just have the benefit of having a horse that's fully having tra- a horse. It's fully yeah. trained. It's cleaned. It's uh, and someone else takes care of everything and absolutely have that horse. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with like. Like maybe a bear of some sort, <laughs> not a big bear, but like a bear, like a brown bear, maybe. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought like maybe like a crocodile. Oh, that's dangerous. And then I can bring my enemies over and make them watch me like feed it raw chickens <laughs> while they watch and sweat. I have to say, I always did want a, a chimp growing up, but then uh, the horror stories of people being getting their faces ripped off. They chimps. go crazy at like two years old. They go yeah. insane. So that's not a good idea. But yeah, that's something I always wanted as a kid. Well, I think that's the end of this episode of the Savvy Crap Podcast, right? Yeah, I think it is. And I think uh, we enjoyed talking about pets. It's an honor of bones. We, we we miss you. We'll remember you and all the other animals that we've obviously lost over the many years. You're my boy, Bones. You're my boy. <laughs> so join us next time. We'll talk about something else. And uh, we'll, we'll figure out what it is then. Yeah. So thanks for joining us for this delightful stumble down memory lane. And don't forget, the good old days weren't always that good. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds. 